to the Garden Life Marriage Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Jocelyn. And today we'll be talking about the stigma of counseling. And how we really had to get over the, the stigma of counseling. Because I know, at least for me, I thought it was um, something, counseling was something that people went into when their, their marriage was in trouble. Um, which wasn't the case for, for us. So True. if you want to tell them how we got started with that. Yeah, I think you had me watching back to back to back to back well episodes of Black Love. Yes. Which is a cool show. It's nice to see successful African Americans. But at the same time, I think we were going through a phase where I was like we were we were just growing as individuals and I I was open to well, how much more can we grow? Yeah. And I said, Well hey, wanna go to counseling? And I said, Heck no. And I said, Why not? But I thought, it'd be a good thing. Let's just find out what happens. Sometimes I just, that's my thought process. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing. I don't know what we'll necessarily uncover. Yeah. But I feel like we're strong enough as a couple that whatever we uncover, it'll be a good thing for us and cause us to grow. And so when he approached me with that perspective, I was I was more open to it because, and I think this is, not only us, but I think there is a stigma around going to counseling and then going to marriage counseling. It's just like, okay, something is wrong Mm -hmm. when, when it could legit be like just maintenance. It could be let's explore. Let's find out if there is something wrong or if there is something that we should be working on together. And I'm so glad that we did because I mean, for us, at least for me, there were things that I found out about myself in our marriage that I hadn't even discovered or known. And this is coming from someone who's very self-aware <laughs> of, of themselves, their flaws and, and everything. So it really helps to have that third party unbiased opinion to say, hey, have you ever considered this? Or hey, have you ever considered that? And we were already good before. So it just it just made made us better. Yeah, it made us better. Legit made yeah. us better. And it's um it's interesting because when I was sharing this with, you know, some close friends and family, they were not as receptive, which I understood because, you know, initially I had that strong reaction to say no as well. But I think especially in the black community, there's the stigma of um, especially if you raise in the church, you know, Jesus will take care of everything. And he does. Sometimes he puts some people. people to do it. He uses people to do it. <laughs> so, you know, it's that stigma of if I go, does that mean that I don't have enough faith to believe that everything will work out? Or, you know, I can figure this out myself. Or we use sometimes our friends and our family as counselors when they are not no, qualified. <laughs> no, that's, that's, they usually have a bias. Yeah, that's true. They usually that's have a true. bias, even if they don't know it. Uh, there's sometimes even have an agenda and the information they're giving you is because this is a result they want. Yeah. And so unless you can get with somebody that's completely unbiased, you, you really got to be uh, mindful of the information you're getting. I think I think one of the reasons, just to circle back, that people might not want to go, it's just a pride issue. Yeah. Yeah, when you're saying, what are we going for? We don't really need the help. It's got to be understanding that I don't know everything. I got blind spots. You have blind spots. Let's get in here and figure out. Because what we're trying to do is grow together, Mm -hmm. get better as a couple, stronger marriage, stronger relationship. So let's get in here and find out 
what is buried? What do we need to unpack? I learned some things about you, your family dynamic, your background. You learned some things about me and just why we are the way we are and how to better communicate around sensitive issues. And you have to go in with the intention to be vulnerable. Because if you go in with the intention of hiding because you don't want this person who, you know, I don't know them, like they don't know my business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if you go in with the intentions to hide, then it's not going to be beneficial for you. If you go in with the, with the mindset of, I already know what to do, or, you know, I got this then you're really wasting you and the counselor's time because the whole point is to go in being vulnerable, being vulnerable and being open Open. to another perspective. And I think that's where it really, um, it really helps because sometimes you can call out things that you, like I said, don't even, you don't even know. Um, and for me, I mean, I went back and, and, and would share with people, uh, siblings, even some coworkers that I talked to, you know, on a regular basis about, Life stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you work with people long enough, you get past just the day to day. What are we doing at work? Yeah. And I was sharing. No, nah, me and my wife went to counseling, and I would tell them, and nothing's wrong. You know, I just went to see what they're going to say. I just went to see could it help. Um, so there was no shame or embarrassment from from my perspective in this thing. It was like, yeah, I went, and these are some of the questions they asked, and this is why I liked it, and. We got another session scheduled, and I think that helps to free people up. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times people just know what they see on TV. When it's yeah. the counselor there with the clipboard scribbling <laughs> down notes, like, "Oh, you, you must be a lunatic or something," and that's not the case. That's no. not how it plays out at all. It's really mm-hmm. pretty much a, a comfortable conversation with someone, and so there's nothing to uh, be ashamed or embarrassed about. Yeah, you know, get in there and get the help you need. And even if you are in a a relationship, because I believe also in individual counseling as well. Um, So even if you are in a relationship and your partner is like still after sharing your your desire to go like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I would still suggest that you go and get individual counseling, um, even if your partner is not on board, because it could be that the changes that your partner sees in you who, you know, is going to get the help or to hear the different perspective. It could be that seeing, seeing you take that first step changes their mind. Spark something in them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be a tough one though. If, if you wanted to go or vice versa and I was just against it, because I think, uh, my, my, my goal is always to grow together. together. And so if you were really wanting to go and I'm just like, nah, 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 I can see that causing a whole another frustration because there's something that you feel like needs to be addressed and I just wouldn't address it. Yeah, and that's but see, I was I would think that would be more reason for me to go mm. and to share that with um with a counselor if my partner didn't want to go and these are the reasons why. Maybe they can give me a different perspective of this could be what they're doing. Because you mentioned pride. I mean, sometimes it's shame or embarrassment for maybe things that they haven't yet disclosed in their relationship. Um, and so, like I said, it's, it's, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be open and you have to be willing to change. And I think sometimes people get into such a, a routine of marriage or relationship that the thought of changing scares them. 
So it's easier just to be miserable. <laughs> yeah, keeping it the same way it's always been. Change. That's a that's a very good point because sometimes that's what it causes. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you find out when you get in there. My partner has changed, and they might not have been able to share that with you. You know, sitting at the house on the couch watching television. Yeah. And year after year, you know that that frustration could be building up, but being able to speak with someone and understand. After 15 years, you're not the same person. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same person. Let's figure out where we've changed. Be open to that level of conversation and yeah. make those adjustments. That's good. Look at, look at you. Well, I was listening in the session. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you had your note on your clipboard? <laughs> uh, something like that. Um. But just even from a practical standpoint, because I didn't know because I've never checked and it's not promoted at my job. Yeah. But insurance covers most of that stuff. Yes. Dan so Skinner. you can just. EAP programs, people. Employee assistance program. Use it if your job offers it. Absolutely. What well, you got? You get six sessions. I get six sessions. None of that's out of our pocket. But going there and get the help you need, yeah. basically free of charge. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised at the steps that some companies have taken to promote mental health, um, not only personally, but just professionally as well. Because my company covers not only for EAP, for individual and, and marital counseling, but also, I mean, I have a talent coach. So I even get, you know, coaching and counseling on how to be a better employee, a better manager at my job. So mm-hmm. I it's always um oh, I just I just heard a quote that uh earlier this week that says a person who has all the answers isn't asking the right questions. <laughs> Are we asking the right questions? Are you asking the right questions? <laughs> because if you constantly have the right answers, then that that's uh you might be the fool that no one wants to call out. Mm. That's a sad situation. Um, I think we can transition into our kiss and connect dating idea. Let's do it. Um, so this idea is actually one. It was actually in one of our sessions that our our lovely counselor gave to us. She gave us a list of about fifty values. Uh, it was um like. Um, do you value family, friends, um, your beliefs? Career, yeah. belief. And so write down 50 values that you have and then have your spouse write down 50 values that they have. Um, put them all together and then together as a unit, decide on what your top 10 values are going to be. Absolutely. Yeah, because you want to make sure that you're aligned. And I think once you're aligned in your core values for your family, um, it kind of really... Everything gets a little easier. Yeah, navigate that ship. It's easier to be in agreement on things because now we know at least out of the top 10, yeah. hey, we got seven out of the 10 here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And since you want to talk about connecting, <laughs> connect with us. Garden Life Marriage on Facebook and Instagram. Even if you got a show idea, you can email that over to us at info at gardenlifemarriage.com. What else you got for the people? Um, next week we will be discussing um, unspoken, unspoken expectations. expectations. Yes, unspoken expectations. And we know y'all got a few. <laughs> 
So we'll see you next time. And remember, marriage is a journey. Plan accordingly.